This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. You know, just a few weeks ago, Manny Ramirez was here, all 6'5", 320 pounds of him. And he said, I'm, I'm in the best shape of my life. And I said, tell me why you say that. And he said, it's because of clean, not living, clean eating. He said, I'm very careful what I eat, what I put into my body. And he said, because of that, man, he said, I'm in just great shape and everything. Well, take that same thought and we move that into a spiritual setting. And every one of us, there's things that we need to partake of daily spiritually. And when I get those things in me spiritually, man, I'm, I'm, I'm so much more better. Because the things of God are, are active and alive in my life. But I can become malnourished spiritually if I, if I, don't, if I don't get in the Word. If I don't pray. If I, if I don't even invite Jesus into my day. And I encourage you. When, when the alarm goes off or however you get up, man, when you wake up, man, thank you. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for another day of life. I thank you, Father God. You're, you're the only God. You're Yahweh. I welcome your mercy and your grace today. And Lord Jesus, I thank you for being Lord of my life. And I, I thank you because of you, I'm justified. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm sanctified. I've been set apart. I'm redeemed. I walk in divine life, divine health, divine blessings. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, for being a part of my day. And when we begin to put the things of God into motion, even early in the morning, man, you watch what happens the rest of your day. But I've got to begin to to become disciplined in that area. Begin with me in Matthew 28, verse 16. Then the 11 disciples went away to Galilee to the mountain. Now, there's only 11 now because Judas, he eliminated himself. And so they go to the mountain which Jesus has appointed for them. And when they saw Jesus, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Now, it's important to note that the church's great commission, is what we're getting ready to, to read, is born out of the context of worship. Something happens when we begin to worship God, where we're not ashamed to raise our hands, we're not ashamed to, to call out and to kneel and to pray. And so right here... They begin to worship. Now, not all of them did. He goes on to say, verse 18, And Jesus came, and he spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. All authority on earth was conferred there upon us. That we know, according to Matthew 16, Jesus said, I give you the keys of the kingdom. I give you the authority right here on earth. And so Jesus gave them to the church, me and you. And we can study the Bible and you'll find out the reason that Jesus did that is right now he's seated at the right hand of the Father. And so he said, here, I'm, I'm going to give them to you, the body of Christ. And I think oftentimes in our life, a lot of the problems exist because we permit them. We allow them. And, and two of the reasons we allow them, number one is we don't know what is ours spiritually. Remember the prophet Hosea said that my people perish for lack of knowledge. And then number two, oftentimes we know our authority in Jesus' name, 
we just don't use it. We just get lazy, and I say we, and, and I can get there. And so this becomes a great refresher course to me where, man, I, and I've said this for many weeks, I'll, I'll hear the Lord say to me, don't put up with that. Don't put up with that. And so he, he gives us the authority now. Now, remember this, when we talk about the authority that we have as believers here on earth, our authority is not over people. Okay? People have wills. So I, I can't override their will. That doesn't mean I don't pray for them. That doesn't mean I don't say, Father God, I, I pray right now that, that my family members' hearts are tender, that you're moving in their life at salvation. But again, what the authority that me and you have is in the name of Jesus. And when it comes to using our authority, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, the rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. And even the Lord Jesus said in Luke 10, 19, he said, I give you the authority to trample on serpents, scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. So when we talk about authority, it's not aimed at people. I, I can't use my authority against Raul, okay? He has a will in the matter. Just a little side note there. Verse at 19. Go therefore and make disciples. That's getting people born again. And a disciple is a person that follows the teacher and the teaching. And the disciples are to acknowledge openly my allegiance to Jesus. We shouldn't be ashamed of the gospel. We shouldn't be ashamed of Jesus. We ought to praise the Lord. I'm, I'm a full of the, the things of heaven. I'm full of the Lord Jesus. So he tells me and you, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, one thing I want to highlight about verse 19, the focus here was on people. We as the church, we can never forget about people, okay? The heart of God was always to evangelize, always. And as a church, we can never forget that, that that is our number one goal is to see people get born again. See them where they'll spend eternity in heaven. So he lets us know here real quick, this was what the focus was. Not only people, but helping people. Keep reading, verse 20. Teaching them, the disciples, the ones that got born again, to observe or obey all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, ever to the end of the age. And so Jesus is assuring them of his, his constant presence. He said, man, I'm, I'm going to be divinely connected to you. You're going to go, but you're going to go in my name, okay? You're going to be my hands and you're going to be my feet. You're going to be my mouth. You're going to be all these things. And so this is what the Lord wants to convey to every one of us tonight. That when we get born again, we're not just to kick back. We're the salt of the earth. We're the city that's set on a hill. Turn with me to Matthew or to Mark 16. Mark 16. And this is the Great Commission, similar to what we just read, but this is in the book of Mark. Now it's going to look a little different, but the reason I'm reading these things is as believers, we really, 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 really need to get these things in our heart. I got to get these in my heart, okay? Begin Mark 16. 
verse 14. Later, Jesus appeared to the leaven as they sat at the table. And he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. The reason he rebukes them is for two reasons. Number one, their unbelief and their hard hearts. And then it said because they wouldn't believe him or they wouldn't believe the word of God. Now, when I look at that for each one of us, that when I don't believe the word of God, I don't believe what Jesus' teaching say to me, I'm going to get over an unbelief. And ultimately, it's going to lead to a hard heart. And many times, that's what happens to our family members when they're not serving God. They just become hard-hearted. Have you ever been that way? Yeah, before you got born again, you were a hard-hearted little rascal. That was me. I was hard-hearted. I, I remember I had family members, man, they, they wanted me saved worse than I wanted to be saved. But I was hard-hearted until I started understanding the Scripture. So I got to get into the Word. Keep my heart soft. Keep reading, verse 15. And Jesus said to them, the disciples, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Again, the focus was people. Jesus was all about people. For God so loved the world. And that's what he's still about. He goes on to say, He who believes and baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned or damned. And these signs will follow those who believe. These signs will follow those who are born again. Now, if you're born again, you've given your heart to Jesus, and you say, he's Lord of my life, this is written directly to me and you, okay? These signs will follow those who believe. In my name. In the name of Jesus. Now, it's interesting, in my Bible... Right there where it talks about in the name of Jesus, it cross-referenced that to Luke 10, 17. I quoted Luke 10, 17. The, the, the disciples came to Jesus and said, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. It was almost like they were freaked out. They said, we can't believe it. Even the demons, they, they run and tremble when we use your name. So we got to get this, this. This needs to be a revelation to everyone. I got to get the things of Jesus on the inside of me. And I got to get where, man, I know when I speak in the name of Jesus, stuff happens. And so he said, in my name, they, the believers, the ones who are born again, the disciples, they will cast out demons. Hmm. And they will speak with new tongues. Now, it's interesting right here that Jesus is telling me and you, in his name, we have authority. Right there. I don't know that it can be any clearer. And so when he gives us all that authority, if you'll note in there, Jesus didn't say, pray to me and I'll rebuke the devil for you. He didn't say that right there. He said, they will cast out devils in my name. So he's given me a you authority. We keep reading verse uh, 18. They, believers, the disciples will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. 
They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Now, if you'll note even there when it said lay hands on the sick, Jesus didn't say, pray that I'll lay hands on the sick for you. No, he's in heaven. And so he's saying, everything you learn to do on this earth, you do it in my name. But again, I've got to get over and I got to say, Lord, increase my faith in that name. Where many times as believers, we we have this up, and I hope the name of Jesus works. I got to get in my, my heart where I think, when I speak that name, things happen. Now, if you'll note verses 17 and 18, the focus was on they. Who's the they again? It's us. It's us. So again, I got to get these things in my heart, okay? Pastor, you do these things. I do these things, guys. I, I, I tell you, there's, I don't know if there's a day that goes by that, that me and Shelly aren't laying hands on each other in a godly way, okay? <laughs> I thought, man, that doesn't sound. That Pastor, get back in here, dude. <laughs> Help me, Jesus. We're laying hands on each other in the name of Jesus, okay? I mean, I'm... <laughs> Ah, if you can't laugh in church, you know, who cares? That's good. But it, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't go through a day that she's, man, lay hands on me in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And, I mean, many times people say, man, Pastor, this is going on in my life, and I'll say, do you mind if I pray for you? Give me permission. Yeah, man, in the name of Jesus. So, again, it's got to become a part of my life. Now, here's a question that I believe will help you. So, is there any areas that this may not work? Well, first of all, I want to show you before I answer that question, biblically, how this works. And you're going to see this. This is going to come. Go to the book of Acts chapter 16. This is going to come alive to you right here, okay? I, 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 I can't find any greater example than this right here. Get a hold of this one. This will teach you incredibly. Acts 16, verse 16. Now it happened as we, this was the Apostle Paul, as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit, huh? possessed with a demon. Now understand this, that the, the devils, the demons, the way they like to manifest themselves on earth They like to do that through human beings. They literally need a body. And if you were here the last few months, we've talked about this. That's why they try to possess people, because they like to express themselves. The only way they can express themselves through people. So they're in this girl, a spirit of divination. And, And it says, who brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. She predicted the future. Now, here's a thought in that verse right there. She must have been good at what she did because she made them a lot of money. Now, if she wasn't good at what they did, I'm going to tell you, you wouldn't have gone to her. So this tells me that the, the devil does stuff in the spirit realm. He does stuff. And he does it through this little slave girl, okay? Keep reading with me, verse 17. This girl followed Paul and us, and she cried out. She shouted, These men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. They come to tell you how to be saved. Now, 
Understand this. The demon in this girl is the one that's speaking. And the demon in this girl is speaking the truth, but she's just doing it in a way that was mocking the the disciples. So get this picture. Here's this girl who's made him all kinds of money by fortune telling. Uh, Paul and the boys come walking in and she said, there's the servants of the Most High God. They've come to tell you how to get saved. Keep reading. Verse 18. And this she did for many days. But Paul, greatly annoyed or distressed, turned and he said to the Spirit. Now get get this, guys, okay? He didn't say to the little girl. He said to the Spirit, watch this. I, he didn't say Jesus, Jesus is going to do it. He said, I command you in the name of Jesus to come out of her. And that came out that very hour. Now, I can't show you any better in Scripture. Who does that pertain to? That pertains to me and you as believers. And you say, well, pastor, that sounds pretty simple. I believe it is simple that when we get over and we learn to walk in faith and we say, man, I've been given authority. Now, here's something in here that I begin to look at. And it said, and and this she did for many days. And as I read that, I sat there and I thought, wonder if Paul was lazy or he just didn't do it for a few. I don't know why. But all of a sudden, something hits him just like it has me before. And I'll hear the Lord say, you don't have to put up with that. And I wonder if the Lord said that to Paul. Paul, you don't have to put up with that. And so when I read this right here too, I I don't see anything of him getting weird. He didn't sprout angel wings. And he didn't do anything goofy. I just think as a matter of fact, he looked and he said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus, come out of her. And he understood his authority. And so again, we go back to the great commission, what was written to us. We, we are in the same bloodline, the same power that Paul was with the name of Jesus. Every one of us. So now to answer the question I asked a minute ago, is there any way that this stuff doesn't work? Why would it not work? Turn to the book of James, chapter 4. James chapter 4. And, and if I have time... I'm going to go back and I'm going to show you another biblical example of when they laid hands on people in the name of Jesus, what happened. And it, it's, it's, so, it's so simple. And I think at times we try to make it hard. It's not hard. Jesus said, I mean, you just use my name. Step out there. James 4, verse 7. Therefore, submit to God. Obey God. Be subject to God. Dependence on God, trust on God, in agreement with God. Therefore, submit to God. Now, this is where the name of Jesus won't work for you. If I'm not submitted to God, okay? So he says, submit to God, and then look what goes on the next. Resist the devil... 
and he will flee from you. It didn't say Jesus would resist him for He said, you, you is the focus of this verse. You resist the devil and he will flee from you. And it was very similar to the song we sang tonight. The demons, they run and flee when we begin to speak the name of Jesus. But I'm the one who has to resist and I'm the one who has to stand. But then again, if I'm not submitted to, to God... And that doesn't mean I got to be perfect, okay? None of us are going to be perfect. But it does mean this. I live a, a holy life to the best of my ability. And when I do blow it, and pastor blows it, he blows it. I'm quick to repent. I said, Lord, I, I blew it again today. I, I repent of my sin. I, re, I repent. This may be shocking to you know. Shelly will bear witness of it. But I can have a bad attitude sometimes. You say, Pastor, you can't. Oh, yeah. I can. I have a flesh just like you. And there are days when the Lord will deal with my heart. And I'll come in here and I say, Lord, I repent for a stinking bad attitude. And so, it, again, it's just me learning to take ownership of my choices. I don't say, man, Father God, Shelly, she's, she's PO'd me again today. She's personally offended me again today. You've hurt my feelings today. You know, again, I can't repent for you and you can't repent for me. But part of submitting to God is saying, you know what? When I, I repent of my sins, it says in 1 John 1, 9, he's faithful and just to not only forgive me, to cleanse me. And so part of the gift of repentance, it keeps me in line with him. Keeps my heart tender. And it, it's, a, it's a robe of humility to look to Father God and say, Lord, I stand before you. I blew it again today. And you say, what, what happens if I've blown it a thousand times in the last two weeks? Welcome to the NFL. <laughs> There's times I've blown it and I've blown it and I've blown it. And I look and say, Father God, I've blown it. You've got to grace me. You've got to help me. But again, I, I've got to get over here and I submit to God. Now listen to this. Freedom from demonic assault and oppression is accomplished by submitting ourselves to God in full obedience to his word, and in complete dependence and trust on him. Or I say, Lord, my, my trust is in you. I trust in you. So, yeah, there are certain times that, man, I, I, I'm not submitted to God. Now, you want to hear something really interesting about all this? This verse right here is cross-referenced, and it takes us to two places. The first one is, is, is found in, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27. You know what it says? Don't give place to the devil. Don't give opportunity to the devil. Don't give the devil foothold in your life. So you know what he's telling me in right there? Me and you, by our choices, I can open the door up to the devil. How? Part of the way is when, when I know a certain thing is sin and I go ahead and sin, you know what I've done? I've opened the door to him. I've given him opportunity. You know, uh, the, the Bible's very clear there. In 2 Timothy 1.7, it says that God hadn't given us a spirit, a spirit, a spirit of fear. Fear's a spirit, okay? You can deal with the spirit. How did Paul deal with the spirit? He bound it up in the name of Jesus. But oftentimes when the spirit of fear comes around, you know why the spirit of fear shows up? It's because people's opened the door to him. 
We've given him opportunity. How does that happen? Now, I'm I'm not pointing you out. I'm just going to tell you one of the areas that I, I know for a fact that we opened the door to him. When you watch those scary movies, you're going to open the door to him. Oh, Pastor, those things are harmless. Then why do your kids want to sleep with you after watching them? (laughs) That's a great manifestation, Pastor. Why does your husband curl up with a big teddy bear? See, we open the door to those things. And I'll just tell you flat out. You open the door to the spirit of fear of that stuff, he'll scare the H-E-L-L-L out of you. He'll do it. Because we've opened the door and it's like, okay, I'm coming in. You've, and so again, those are areas that I can do it. The next area that he cross-references, turn, turn a page or two to 1 Peter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5. Ooh, it says the devil will flee. You resist him and he'll flee from you. It says he'll flee in terror from you. Not, not because you're so powerful and not because you're so ugly. He flees at the name of Jesus. It shows me. I'm I'm telling you, the demons understand the name of Jesus. Part of the issue is we don't. But I think if we ever get the vision and the the power that Jesus wants, I'm telling you, we could see in the spirit realm, man, they run and flee the mention of that name. 1 Peter 5. Now, this is the second area was cross-referenced. Verse 8. Be sober, which means self-control. Be vigilant, alert, or watchful. Why? Because your adversary, your opponent, your enemy, the devil. The devil, okay? You know, we're not supposed to hate any people, but you can sure hate the devil. And understand this, when we read this, the devil is real. He's not a Hollywood fictional character. He doesn't have a little uh, pitchfork and poke people in the rump. That's I mean, it is, you know what he wants to do? He wants to kill, steal, and destroy. So let me make this real clear. He hates our guts. You know what I say? Good. Good. Because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Now watch this. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion. You know what they say when a lion hunts? They look for the weak, they look for the young, they look for the isolated, they look for the unguarded. Why does he do that? Seeking whom he may devour. Now get a hold of that word may. It doesn't say seeking whom he will devour, seeking whom he may devour. So you know what that tells me? He can't wipe me and you out anytime that he wants to. If he could, he'd already done it. So again, he waits for opportunities for me and you to open the door. We begin to live in sin. We don't repent. And ultimately, one of the ways he tries to squeeze us as human beings, he tries to to get us to bow to life's pressures and life's circumstances. And you know as well as I do, many times when life squeezes us, we don't always respond real good. And he knows that. But instead of yielding or bowing to him, let me give you an acronym for bow tonight. Believe, obey, and worship. And when I become a believer and I believe in the name of Jesus, and I obey, I submit to God, and I'm a worshiper, whoo, he doesn't have a chance. 
He does not have a chance. Now, read verse 9 with me. Same chapter. Resist him. Resist him. Here it is again. Resist him. Understand this. I cannot resist him unless I had the authority to do it. Guess what? We've got the authority to do it. So resist him. Resist him. Resist him. Resist him. He'll flee from you. Resist him. And so there's not a limit on that. You only get a thousand resist in your lifetime. That's not it. I mean, as long as you're on this earth, you resist him. You stand. Keep reading. Resist him. Steadfast in the faith. Firm in the faith. Immovable in the faith. Rooted in the faith. And understand this. Knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. You know what that tells me? Every one of us in this room, we're fighting against the same devil. And we experience many of the same sufferings. So a lot of times, people have this thought. I'm I'm this isolated case. I'm the only one on the earth that the devil messes with in that way. No, you're not. Not what he said there. Every one of us are in this battle. And so understand, and that's why we got to be for each other. That's why you, you learn to pray and you learn to stand with each other. And you say, you know, we're not going to permit that junk. You know what? We're on the same team. That's why we're the body of Christ. One will put a thousand, two will put ten thousand. Something happens when we pray together. Something happens when we stand on the name of Jesus. And so again, our battle isn't with each other. But oftentimes, the devil likes us to think that way. He knows when, when he says, you know, oh, Ronnie's been dogging you, Pastor. He's been dogging you. Get mad at Ronnie. And Ronnie hadn't. I don't think. He hadn't. I'm just kidding. But ultimately, you know what he wants? He wants me to get mad at him. I'm, I'm going to get mad. I'm going I'm to get even with Ronnie. But see, even think about this in this city. He tries to divide us even maritally. He understands the power of agreement. And so he says, you know what? If I, if I can just get a little foothold in here between Gina and Yolanda, I got him. And so instead of them resisting me, they start resisting each other. And he's got us. So understand this. When stuff begins to happen in your lives, your, your homes, your... I mean, it's be quick to repent and don't be easily offended. But then you say, uh-uh, we're coming together in the name of Jesus. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Nope, we're too agree on this earth of touching anything. It's going to happen. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.